Okay, let's go down this track. Can you smell that? It's pretty distinct, isn't it? It smells a bit musty, right? Depending on the time of year, flying foxes' scent can vary and get really strong when the males are looking to attract a mate. It can also help them mark their territory and communicate with other flying foxes. And I know we might think they're pretty stinky, but they're actually really clean animals. They're constantly grooming themselves. As we walk deeper into the bush, we should begin to hear them. Look, there they are. Can't really miss them, can you? I just mentioned that they can use their scent to communicate with other flying foxes, help them find their roosts, etc. Flying foxes aren't like the microbats you see in caves. They don't use sound to find their way around. They have really great eyesight and sense of smell. So their scent is actually incredibly important for flying foxes to find their way home. They can also navigate based on the lights in our cities. Even though they are very clean and constantly grooming themselves, we still have to be really careful around them. Like all wild animals, flying foxes may carry diseases, but the risk of spreading those diseases to humans is really low. A lot of people think they can spread diseases like the Australian bat lysivirus through poo or wee. But in fact, we can only catch it if we're bitten or scratched by a bat. That's why we cannot touch them and call special bat carers if we see an injured or sick one. So just to go over some of the recent points. Flying foxes let off a scent which can change throughout the year. It's used for a number of different things like attracting a mate, finding a partner and talking to each other. They're very clean animals and constantly grooming themselves. However, they can also spread various diseases such as the Australian bat lysivirus, if you touch them. Oh, hey Uncle Linden. Hey Uncle BJ. How's it going? Hey, how you going Tyrone? Hey, yali gali Tyrone. What are you doing up here? Who's this you got with ya? So it's my friend here's first day on the job. I'm showing them around and because working with and managing flying foxes is a huge part of their role, I've been filling them in on all the basic info on these creatures. Yeah, Deadly. What's your name? Good to meet ya. I'm BJ. I'm a proud Yenambara man. The land we're on right now has been looked after by my ancestors for thousands of years. Yenambara country spans from down Old Gympie Road up over the Blackall Ranges. There isn't a line in the road like you might think for a normal boundary. Our boundaries are overlapping. So our neighbours, Cubby Cubby, are right there at the bottom of the foot of the range. Yeah, I'm Uncle Linden. It's a pleasure. I'm a Cubby Cubby of Malula clan. Our country runs from far north to the Burrum River, as far south to the Pine and to the ranges to the west. So what are you guys up to today? What are you doing up here at Pecan Park? Uncle Linden and I are up here checking on the Obi next to the flying foxes. And I was just pointing out the nursery tree to him where all the baby flying foxes are in. Yeah, look at that. Up there, there's one of those nursery trees now. Jeez, they're loud, these fellas.
Hey, BJ, how do you say Flying Fox in Unibar? Oh, good question, Tyron. It's actually Baba. What about you, Lyndon? How do you say it in Cubby Cubby? There are a few different terms. You can say uh, Guramundi or Karamundi. Yeah, flying fox. We we love our flying foxes. Uh, you know, they were a bit of a delicacy back in the day. Yes, it's true. We did used to eat them. Wherever there was flying fox colonies, there was a, a lot of family. You know, that's where the, the campgrounds were. They were. Camped everywhere near those colonies because, you know, as I said, you know, I'm just talking about the the nutritional side of things there, <laughs> but flora and fauna, that's our culture. You know, we were very good at reading it, knowing where to be on the landscape, how to look after the landscape, how to look after our resources. And, you know, that landscape hasn't left. It's still there. The plants, animals, all still there. So basically the culture's all still there. That's why Uncle Lyndon and I are up here together, looking out at these flying foxes, trying to repatriate that knowledge back to ourselves so that we can pass it on to our kids. So why is that repatriation of knowledge so important? It's really important that we walk country and learn all the interconnectedness that sadly some of us have missed out on growing up. So for me, I've been learning what's sadly been kept from me for the last 39 years to teach to my younger ones and also the young kids around us because you young ones are the leaders of our future. So repatriating that knowledge that we would have known from a baby to now and having the answers to all the questions, I'm having to cram like a big assignment from school and learn it and teach it to the kids so that they've got all the answers. Yeah, that's right, eh, Uncle? I hope these young young ones here were listening because, you know, I was talking before about uh, Cubby Cubby Word for the Flying Fox and an actual whole region on the Sunshine Coast, a town is named after it. Can you remember it? Which one? Is it Kawana or is it, uh, what, Karamundi? Okay, so if you think Kawana is named after flying foxes, go to the episode called Kawana. If you're feeling confident Karamundi is the right answer, go to the episode titled Karamundi. Karamundi. 